Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash pro revenge video. If you're a pro at this whole YouTube thing, you'll have already have hit those like and subscribe buttons down below. But it's not too late to still become a pro. That said, our first story of the day is by Floyd Henderson, left a notice of my birthday in my old manager's diary. On a food factory that I used to work at, our section manager was a proper jerk. He always used to leave his diary, leather-bound A4, and he had them specially printed in our team office. I had given my notice one week prior, and today was going to be the second to last day. Today was a quiet day while I was given the area to supervise. I used to be one of the team leaders. Captain Jerk goes outside for one of his one-hour cigarette breaks. This is my chance. Everyone's on task, nothing needs attention. Rush into the team office, grab his diary, open up to my birthday. And I start drawing a stick figure of myself, happy birthday messages celebrating me, streamers and fireworks drawn into every single free space on the page denoting the greatness of me. Would have loved to have seen the anger on his face when he turned to the page to see the whole page taken up with my scribblings. If somebody was being a proper jerk to you, would you be willing to go and mess with their personal diary? Whether it's tearing a future page out or maybe customizing one of those pages a little bit? Or do you think that's too much of a personal violation? Let me know what you think in the comments down below. Our next story is by Tootie Lude. Don't worry neighbor, I learned my place. I moved into this neighborhood almost a year ago and immediately could tell the neighbors on either side of me don't get along. Neighbor A's dog gets out and goes to neighbor B's fence and their dogs fight through the fence. I'm a dog lover and I've been trying to keep the peace between the neighbors since I moved in by putting neighbor A's dog back in the yard myself. Well last time I got her back in the yard but she escaped again. Neighbor B's son-in-law's solution to put his pit on a leash and instigate a dog fight. I begged him not to do it, in which case he said, you just moved into this neighborhood, learn your place and shut the freak up, witch. So, you know, we got into it, then his wife and mother-in-law wanted to cuss me out for talking to him in an ill manner. Well, here we are today, neighbor A's dog is out again. Neighbor B is outside raising heck, begging someone to help her get this dog from her house. Meanwhile, I'm outside drinking my Dunkin' Donuts and smoking a cigarette, smiling and waving at her while she's spraying five dogs with a hose. Hope you have a blessed day, neighbor. Don't let the dog bite you on the butt. Although this is a pretty fair revenge, neighbor A and neighbor B need to learn how to control their dogs. Maybe not necessarily control, but they need to know how to contain their dogs. What kind of neighborhood is this where these dogs are just roaming around, walking into other people's yards and getting into other people's business? It's owners like these that give Pitbull such a bad name. They're beautiful dogs, but if you don't actually care for them or train them, they can do some damage and they generate a bad rap for themselves. Our next story is by Rum and Nuka, the cattle of Helios and Golden Corral. This is a funny story I like to share about my ex-wife. Please excuse my imperfect grasp of Greek mythology. Me, my ex, and the kids were at Golden Corral, a semi-cheap, all-you-can-eat style restaurant in the US, 
when they first had the lemon rosemary butter steak. Basically, every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday dinner was more expensive, but they added things like all-you-can-eat steak, shrimp, Swedish meatballs for the 4th of July, I don't know, sausage, ribs, etc. She stayed at the table with the kids while I fetched plates for everyone. It's self-serve. Kids first, of course, then back out to get hers and mine. There was a long line for the steak, where you'd request how you want it, and the chef cuts you a piece and puts it on your plate. I got her a steak and sides, plus the rolls and her precious honey butter, everything she requested. I get back to the table, and the kids are enjoying their food, but my ex has finished more than half of her steak, and is disappointed because it's not rare enough. I cut into mine, and it's perfectly pink and juicy. I go to take a single bite, and she's literally whimpering because she wants my steak. So I hand it over and take her measly pale grey chunk for myself. This was a common thing and something I'd repeatedly asked her to stop the entire decade we were together, but I didn't want to fight about it. So she says, just the way I like my steak, mooing. And I cracked up because it reminded me of the Greek legend. She asked what's so funny and I told her. See, in Greek mythology, Odysseus and his crew were starving on their boats, as they often were, when they spotted a perfect green isle covered in these fat, beautiful, healthy cows. They paddled to the shore as fast as they could and were stumbling over themselves to get to the cows. And the cows, being pampered for so long, didn't even put up a fight as they were killed by the dozens. Within an hour, the sailors had a fire going, roasting whole cows while they ate skewered pieces off of smoking spits. Some of the skins were stretched tight to tan in the sun, but some of the sailors just threw them over their shoulders like capes. And as they laughed and ate, they began to notice as the meat started to twitch on their plates. The skins began to writhe, the bones rattled, the cows on the spit screamed. The sailors watched in horror and vomited as the meat in their stomachs squirmed. They had found Apollo's herd of immortal cattle. It was at this point my ex pushed away my barely touched plate, completely done with steak for the night. Revenge is a dish best served with lemon rosemary butter and a side of mashed potatoes. Wow, I never expected in a pro-revenge story to get a lesson on mythology. See, here's where I differ from the ex-wife in this story. And I don't know what it necessarily says about me, but you could tell me gross stories like that, even ones that are based in reality, and if there's a perfectly good piece of steak in front of me and it's like cooked perfectly, I don't think it would discourage me from wanting to eat it. Is that weird? I don't know. This next story is by Trish Loves Dolphins. Freak with my family? Freak your hangers, dude. This story is about my mother's second husband. She married him when I was about 12. They were married for about 15 years. Bob was slash is one of those people who are heavily into his religion and expects that he should be the head of the house. Bob was borderline financially, spending money they didn't even have, and emotionally abusive to her and even got physical with my younger brother a few times before my mother and I stopped him. Some of Bob's greatest hits were, one, telling me he was going to take my car that I paid for and wasn't in his name, when his AC blew, even though I was driving it to and from school and work. I hid the keys. 2. Bob worked at a chain fast food place and would expect me to work washing dishes off the books to help keep his labor numbers down. One of those live-to-work types, they fired him eventually because he's crap at managing people. 3. He had two young children from a previous marriage. He wouldn't tell anyone when they were coming and just drop it on us one or two days before, 
and he would just expect my mother and I to care for the children. More than once, I told him I was working and he needed someone there for them when I got home from school because I needed to be at work. He just wouldn't show up, leaving me with the choice to call into my job, which paid my expenses as well as contributed to the household expenses because he was a freak with money, or leave two children under five home alone. Then he'd be pissed when he got home because I was a teen and needed to do what he said, even if that meant losing a day's pay. 4. He was obsessed with hangers. He had this weird thing about how he only wanted a certain type of hanger for his clothes. If anyone else used this type of hanger, he'd be pissed and be in a mood for days. Over hangers. Of course, as soon as they were married, he didn't do laundry again. But everyone was expected to save his hangers for his laundry. So after I married off and my brother graduated high school, my mom decided to leave him. My brother was working for Bob's family manufacturing business at the time. Bob had refused to work there until after being fired from the fast food chain and only was a supervisor for lower level employees like the cleaning crew. When my mother decided to leave, she asked my brother to help her move. He agreed and cleared the time off. She decided it was in her best interest to not tell Bob she was leaving until it was done. He wasn't blindsided, he knew she was going to do it, but she didn't want him to help with it because he's a massive control freak. My brother secured the time off and all was well. Somehow, Bob found out why he wanted the time off. The night before she's set to move out, he tells my brother that he didn't approve the time off, and if he isn't at work the next morning, he was fired. Then he told her that if she wanted to move out so bad, she could do it alone. My brother had bills of his own and had to choose. So my mom called me that night in tears and I told her to tell my brother to go to work. My husband and I were able to find professional movers and hire them for the same day at like 6am. We got so lucky. Plus, she'd been buying furniture and things for a bit so half her stuff was at my place anyway. So the movers picked up her stuff, then we went over to Bob's place to get her and the rest of her stuff. The only thing my mom really was taking besides personal items were her clothes. She even left the furniture she came into the marriage with. But she hadn't packed her closet clothes because she was working in a professional setting and needed them. I told her to go deal with the movers and I'd finish packing up her clothes. Here's the petty revenge. I swapped every single one of Bob's hangers. I even went into the coat closet and took the ones there. And the laundry room where the unused ones were kept. I left all of my mom's regular plastic hangers so he wasn't left with nothing. I even hung up his clothes all on the bad hangers because my mom literally left with her personal items and the clothes on her back. He didn't have a leg to stand on. Any person he tried to witch to about the hangers shut him down immediately, which pissed him off to no end because he hates being told he's wrong or not having his butt kissed. I'm just imagining somebody, if he has one, They took all the good clothes hangers. I definitely wouldn't want to be a jerk to any friend if they were venting to me, but if they came to me and said, yeah, they took all the fancy coat hangers and I'm so upset, I think I would have to stop the conversation and have them explain to me why those coat hangers were so special. Were they gold-plated? Were they stainless steel? Was it made with that clear, see-through purple plastic that everybody loved on their N64 controllers? I just failed to see what would be so special about a certain type of clothes hangers. Now to be honest, I looked over at my closet and there are certain coat hangers I like more than others, but 
As long as it holds the shirts up, I don't really care. This next story is by Binge360, Getting Milk Robbed and the Solution. So a few months ago, I had an issue with my milk being taken on a Sunday evening slash Monday morning every week for three weeks. I was on the verge of just canceling the delivery, but then had the thought to get my own back. So I got three pints on Friday, left them in the sun, it was July at this point, on Saturday until the foil cap had pushed up so the milk had soured and then placed it in the fridge to bring it back down to good milk temperature, placed it in my milk caddy ready for the buggers. Monday morning comes and the milk was gone. I literally hopped, skipped and jumped down the road in my dressing gown. I restarted my milk order for Monday and I've never had a bottle go since. Little victories and all that. I'm gonna be honest, I didn't realize that any places still did milk deliveries. The milkman just seems like such a 1940s thing to me for some reason, I don't know. I'm just gonna go out on a limb there and assume this isn't in the USA, but maybe I just don't realize how much this actually still occurs. Our next story is by Nick Levitt 900 Okay Karen, we'll get out of line. Me and my wife are currently vacationing at a Caribbean resort. We wanted to try a particular restaurant here at the resort. Like any restaurant, you check with the host and if there's a wait, you put your name on the list and, well, wait. Now there was a group of people waiting outside the door. This usually happens around dinner time. Most are people milling around waiting for their turn to be seated. I walk in, wait a moment for the host to be free and speak with him. I'm told the wait time is nearly two hours. It's at this point Karen grabs my shoulder and squawks, there's a wait to get in. At first I'm confused like, yeah, no poop, how's that my fault? Then it hits me, she just doesn't know you need to check in with the host to get in line, so to say. Just to clarify, she wasn't waiting by the host stand, I had waited behind two other couples to speak to him. She and her husband had been waiting outside the restaurant near the group of people that were milling around. So then I simply reply, okay, and walk away. With a wait time at two hours and growing, I'm not going to tell her she needs to check in to actually be in line. Enjoy dinner, Karen. I'm wondering how long into this did it take them to realize, maybe we should check in with somebody. This is one of those things where maybe you walk up and you see people waiting and you think, okay, maybe we just wait in line. But then you think about it and you realize, isn't it kind of weird to just wait in line without checking in at all? And then after the fact you realize, I think I was just moronic here, I should have checked in to begin with. And our final story of the day is by Ral315, running out of time on Thanksgiving. This happened last year, but I was just reminded of it today while grocery shopping. Last Thanksgiving, COVID was pretty bad in my area. Our state had closed down indoor dining and many other non-essential businesses, and masks were required. Most people were pretty good about following the rules. I went shopping for everything I needed on the day before Thanksgiving because I'm an idiot who waits until the last minute. I was hanging out in the spice and baking aisle for a while, trying to figure out what I needed to bake my pies. Obviously everyone was looking for the typical Thanksgiving spices, thyme, rosemary, sage, clove, etc. The shelf was out of time, but there was some on a box on the top of the shelves out of sight. I pointed that out to a couple people who thanked me, grabbed their time, and moved on. Here comes Chad who isn't wearing a mask, he's going through a list that his wife gave him and can't find the time, he's muttering to himself angrily. I smiled and moved on to the next aisle. I hope he had a slightly under seasoned meal. 
It's definitely petty, but I understand it. To be honest though, I'm surprised that if you're going into a store at the height of COVID being bad in your area, that you wouldn't want to just get in and get out. Opie was talking about how they had all this time to watch people come through, stop and point things out to them like as if they were working there or something. If it was me and I had a list in my mind or whatever, I would just try to grab it right away and get out of there. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories.